0: yeah, you know, it's crazy how much can go wrong in one day. You know, that's the the best part that there's another day coming because try again tomorrow. But I find that, you know, what's that saying? Like everything comes in threes or something like that. Like it seems to like, like if bad things are going to happen, there's going to be like three bad things that day that are going to suck. It's going to be like one thing after another. It's going to be a super test to see if you're even capable of handling it. That's kind of how it's been with me in this new studio build. It's just—it's just been waves of being like, "I got this, I got this," and then like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck! I don't got this. I'm terrified." Um, because I've always like ran Bear Mountain Studios in a way where like, every, all this shit could hit the fan and like we'd be okay because we already have our—it's just our home studio. It's like a small operation, you know what I mean? And like, this is such a big step, and you know, it just—it just. It just it's scary. And I think that like a lot of the stuff is like if I could talk to other colleagues or people that are doing something similar and like whatever, I'd feel probably better about it. But it's hard to find anyone that right now that I with the current things I'm dealing with and what everything that we're building, how the level of this stuff is just it's hard to find other people to kind of relate to and talk to about it and find like um, common you know, knowledge of like, oh, this is this is what you do, dude. Or, oh, don't worry, this is this is how you got to fix it. what's up everybody welcome to episode 117 of the podcast today we're actually at the new bigger studio filming so that my guys can keep working at the home studio and we don't have to interrupt the workflow so we're over here filming today (coughs) on today's episode it's gonna be a ranty one just gonna talk hang out got some interesting things to talk about i think at least interesting to me and we'll see if you guys find it interesting yourselves um, but before we get into it, don't forget to uh, sign up for our newsletter at bmsglass.com. This way you get email notifications and updates about everything we're doing at Bear Mountain, including drops and uh, new products, new things we're working on. Um, also, too, we have, um, I've been working on the clear pre-sale, um, but I've had a lot of people asking, when's the next like, actual drop? Like, are you guys going to have one in January? Are you going to do a full-color drop? Because we haven't dropped full-color glass. By the time I drop, it'll be over two months. So we will have a drop in January of full-colored work. It should be a decent sized drop, but I have a few pieces that I really want to make that might limit the quantities I'm able to achieve during the January drop because they're complicated pieces, but there's stuff that I really just want to make. So that's what I'm going to do. But February will have a lot bigger drop. That's when we'll be, by February, we'll be back to the big Sunday sales every single month and um, also to our Patreon, two Patreon drops a month. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to sign up for our Patreon, we do two, uh, like we do like one giveaway a month in Patreon. And we do two drops. The giveaways have been getting bigger and bigger last month. We gave away four pieces. We gave away a 14 mil double diffused, a 14 millimeter standard and two 10 millimeter turp hammers. So, I mean, if you guys want to sign up, it's five bucks a month. It gets you access to early access to Sunday sales. You get extra drops and there's a monthly giveaway, which is usually multi-piece giveaway. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, Uh, The other day I was actually talking to like someone who had only been blowing glass for about six months or so. And um, it was so cool to see like how much energy and excitement they had for what they were doing because they had just started this. They had so many ideas. They didn't know, you know, they're like, I want to do this and that. And just like feeling how excited this person was telling me about how they're blowing glass and how much they love it. And I was like, oh my God, dude, like I remember those early days of when I first started blowing glass and things were just like so so exciting and so unknown and and i i like i like had so much fun talking to them about like you know you know this their early glass career cuz it reminded me of like what it felt like and it made me feel like holy it kind of gave me a realization i was like holy shit like all the my colleagues right now and like veteran glassblowers 10 20 year uh, people that have been doing this like could you imagine if we had our 10 or 20 years of skill and then we were able to tap into that first 6 months of excitement feeling? It's it's almost like this this weird thing where like creativity like has this balance to it where like when you're first starting something, you're so excited, you're just like you're just so driven, it's the most explosive and driven you're ever going to be, but you don't have the skill yet. And then as you work for years and years and years, eventually you get the skill. But by the time you have the skill, you're a little bit tired, worn down. You've been killing yourself for years at this, that you don't have that same excitement and and like creativity spark. Sometimes I feel like when you're a creator, like some of your greatest ideas and stuff may come in that first that beginning period because your mind is just it's like a new door has been opened. But then once you're like years and years in, there's been so many ups and downs and different things as an artist that it's kind of like crushed you and you don't have as much of that spark anymore now it's just like i got to make sure i have enough money for these materials and this next job um but talking to someone that had first started i was like damn dude like i wish i could give you my skill right now because you would be a fucking monster with that mindset and that like that drivenness so like i've been trying to find ways over the years to maintain obviously that feeling of like when you first started something and you're super excited and i've been able to do it through like making goofy pieces or prototypes or like funny dab videos or like, you know, all sorts of things. But sometimes I feel like I see some of my colleagues and people that like I look up to and have been doing this for 10, 20 years and they're like losing that spark. And I'm like, how do I, it's like, I wish I could also take there that beginner excitement and put it into a glass floor with 20 years experience. Cause then they would just also like, it would be like the, probably the greatest part of their career. It's kind of like the curse of creativity, right? It's like, When you have all that explosive creativity and ideas, you might not have the skill yet to achieve what you're trying to do. But then by the time you put all that time in and you have the skill, you may have lost that little spark of inspiration that was really what made your idea different. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It almost overlaps with like people in positions of power, right? You know, I feel like most people that go into like You know public service stuff Or trying to make the communities better When they first go into it Their intent and everything is Like I want to make this better I want to help my community I want to like help make policies and stuff That that do good for everybody But by the time that person Actually gets into a position Where they can make a difference They've been so worn down And beaten down by the actual system they're in That they can't actually do anything Because they've been either corrupt Or they can't open their mouth In fear of losing what they've spent decades building it's so interesting. It's almost like a systemic problem, right? Of like power. Oh, dude, I'm a little dizzy right now. That's okay. It's the weed. It's good weed. Uh, today I'm smoking um, some Fortismo from Green Dot. It's a really, really nice like gasoline terpene strain. At least my uh, flavor. How I taste it. Um, I'm gonna light this thing back up though. But yeah, I was talking of like people in power too. Have you guys ever um, heard like anything about this like Titanic conspiracy? Like, do you guys remember the boat, the Titanic? There was a movie that came out in the '90s. Um, for me, the Titanic—I was obsessed with it as a kid. I had all different books and stuff. I thought it was like the coolest thing. And there was the movie. It was culturally, it was a big thing. If for most kids, I think thought the Titanic was interesting. If you grew up in the '90s, <coughs> but I've been like looking in and reading recent shit, and there was like little bits of information that came out in a recent uh, Freedom of Information Act file release about like which i'm like do they even have stuff from like back then because there wasn't even a cia back in like the early 1900s like when the titanic sunk you know what i mean i'm like how could they have but you know maybe it's just like word of mouth shit who fucking knows but the titanic conspiracy that i would have been like look- looking into is just for me was really interesting because i was so obsessed with titanic as a kid i am going to talk about it real quick let me like this though hmm But yeah, man, I wish there was a way to to keep, you know, the people in power inspired so that they don't choose like decisions that hurt the rest of us and just benefit a small group. You know what I mean? But such is life. Titanic conspiracy. This shit's wild. Okay. So you guys know who JP Morgan is? You've probably heard the name before, even if you're not familiar with his history and who he is. But he was one of those like ultra wealthy, rich, powerful men in the early 1900s, late 1800s um, he owned three boats. There was three sister ships. If you, if you know about the Titanic, you probably know it had sister ships. There wasn't just one of those boats. There was three of them. And the Titanic was the newest of the three. There was the Britannia, the, um, uh, Titanic obviously. And then now I'm fucking high. What's the fucking middle one called the Olympic? Sorry. Stoned. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm just talking here. All right. Just trying to remember stuff. Um, but so there's three sister ships and the Titanic being the newest of the three ships. JP Morgan owned all three of these ships. All right. But the Olympic the year before the Titanic was completed and finished, the Olympic had taken damage during something, during some sort of trip. It didn't sink, but it took some damage to the hull of the ship. Now the conspiracy is that yes, the Titanic sunk. They're not saying the tit- they a, a boat sunk, all right? They're not saying that like there's not a boat down there that sunk and that 1,500-plus people didn't lose their lives. It was a tragic, huge event. That's not the conspiracy. The conspiracy about it is which boat actually sunk. Now, J.P. Morgan owned all three of these boats. The Olympic was damaged the year before. Supposedly, what they did was is they removed the painting names off the Olympic and Titanic and swapped the names, and they put the Titanic name on like the actual like or they put the Olympic name they switched them around so basically he is the, his brand new ship he was able to like fuck dude I'm so high bear with me guys this is some new shit my producer gave me a thumbs up he said you're alright bud you're doing alright alright this is this shit's, this shit's really fresh in my mind and I wanted to talk to you guys about it and tell you about it so you can look up shit and then see if you find anything more and tell me about it so that's what I'm trying to tell you right now it's very interesting alright so When the Titanic sunk, what people believe in this conspiracy is that J.P. Morgan actually switched the names on the boat. So what the boat that actually sunk was the Olympic. Because the Olympic was already damaged and they they wanted to get rid of the ship for an insurance claim. Okay? Listen to this shit. But why would you want to... You don't want to sink your brand new ship, the Titanic. So the Titanic, they actually painted it in the name of the Olympic. So they were able to keep the brand new boat sink the boat that they could get an insurance claim on That was already damaged that they wouldn't be able to use anymore because of the damage but it was still like working boat supposedly the hull damage before the titanic was been dissolving but it's about gone now the titanic's the boat at the bottom of the ocean is almost gone the ocean's like basically dissolved completely dissolved it um but in the like when it was discovered you could supposedly they had photos showing repaired hull damage on it So why would a brand new boat have repaired hull damage? It was like, wait, was this actually the Olympic that was sunk out here? Did they switch the names on the boats? JP Morgan was supposed to be on the Titanic. Three minutes before it set sail, he was like, you know, I don't think I want to get on. I'm going to go do something else. On the Titanic was all three of JP Morgan's biggest competitors. So did he sink the boat to kill all his biggest competitors and then also get the insurance claim, but he sank the boat that was already damaged and got to keep the brand new boat, just had to be painted as the Olympic and not the Titanic? That's the Titanic conspiracy, dude. It's crazy. I don't care if it's real or not. It's interesting. I've I've never even, like the more we learn about people in power and how we do things, or at least not, I say we, but how people do things nowadays and probably for the thousands of years, how people do things politically, we realize now it's like, Oh damn, like that's not that far fetched. I mean, the fact that like the, the recent stuff being released on the JFK files that like, wait, no, like no, he was killed by the CIA. That shit's crazy. Um, I didn't say any of that, I mean, It's not my information. I just saw it on the internets. So, but either way, like, the reason this is all fresh to me right now is because I feel like every day we're just seeing more and more crazy shit that's going on with people in power and, like, how it's like a, like what George Carlin said. He's like, it's a big club and you're not in it. Like, we're not in the club, you know? It's a big club of people in power that are having fun out there playing these, like, world leader games and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know, dude. The Titanic conspiracy, though, I was like, this is so interesting. And I've been trying to find more and more on it, but it's, like, Seems like it's pretty fresh thing. So there's not like a ton of information besides the records of the Olympic being damaged. The Britannia was actually sunk too. So I don't know if any of the three ships are even around anymore. The, The Olympic, which might actually be the original Titanic just repainted, might still be out there somewhere. But I know the Britannia sunk and I know that the Titanic was, you know, as it was painted was sunk or sunk after hitting an iceberg but that shit's it's just crazy but how do you plan an iceberg right you know what i mean like there's like so many holes in it it's like yeah but how do you do this i it's it's very like subjective and you can kind of just make opinions on it but it's fun right i would say conspiracies are the equivalent of an adult of adult fantasy stuff It's like when little kids are like thinking about dragons and like wizards and spells and stuff adults are like fucking conspiracy theories that's our like that's our fantasy realm it doesn't have to be real for it to be interesting you know what i'm saying it could just be all just a big over you know reaction and like you know opinions that just come together and make a really fun creative story but still either way interesting if you guys find anything about that titanic conspiracy that jp morgan possibly uh sunk his own boat to get an insurance claim and take out his competitors. Let me know. Cause I'd be interested. I'm st- Cause I'm still trying to find shit. Whole team is back this week, the last uh, week and a half or so. Like we had Brandon was out of town doing family stuff, um, visiting his sister and like Cormac had knee surgery. So he wasn't in and then Mike got sick. So like studio was empty. And then I was like here at the big studio running all the plumbing and stuff. So this is our first week back as a team. I'm excited today to like work with the guys and stuff and get everything organized because this clear presale is like a mammoth. I'm like, I didn't think the clear pre-sale was gonna sell out. I'm super grateful it did. Um man, I can't believe the amount of support the amount of people came out and scooped something. Over 80 people got a piece that day. So it's incredible. But I'm I'm crushing through it though. I'm probably about like three or four days behind right now just from getting sick and then doing some of the plumbing here in the new studio. All my dad was here. We had to fly him out to help me do a bunch of this plumbing. We didn't have to, I could have done it, but like I much preferred having an extra set of hands here and knowledge and everything. And really, I got to tell you guys like the past week, it's been not, I guess it was like last week, but working with my dad on the new studio and stuff. It's been like such a such a treat like i've been going to bed early and looking forward to waking up and going over here and working with him and stuff and just spending time with him it's just it's just been really cool um i'm like okay this is like a core memory i'm gonna have for a long time like working on the studio with my dad dude is seven years old still over here crushing but he's like i keep telling him like dude you gotta like work out or something like you're walking like you're really old you need to like do some squats and stuff and build up your ass or some shit dude like you're you need some muscle to hold your body up You're fucking just sitting too much he's not like a big heavy person but he just like sits and doesn't eat much food i'm like used to like mow donuts bro you need to get in some fat bro you're getting too skinny but man he crushed here though i'm so so we ran over 200 feet of copper for this new uh, hardline system here at the studio and learned a ton but man that was extremely hard work definitely fucked up our hands a bit just cutting all that pipe and just handling it and stuff um, but we're super close right now. We're just like waiting for all the lathes to get here and the torches. Um, so we're really hoping by the end of January, everything arrives so we can actually start using the space. It's truly wild. Like come like may, I guess we sign our lease June 1st. So we're still not, we haven't been here. We haven't been paying here for a full year yet. So, but still been paying for a while I haven't really used it. But we're very excited to actually do some fun things here because it's the type of space where, like, we can take this to a whole nother level and also make pieces that there's no way we can make at the home studio just because of the ceiling height and stuff. You know, there's a lot of things that when you're, like, pulling tubing and stuff like that, like, when you're, like, stretching it out vertically, if, like, your handle hits the ceiling, like, that's as big as, like, your shit's going to be. Um, the ceiling here is just so much higher. Yeah, I have this new piece I've been a new type of halo I was going to drop it this year or I guess I was going to drop it in 20 at the end of 2022 with our last Patreon drop but I just didn't have time but it's a new type of halo and I'm making it with this new color from North Star called Jupiter it's the sickest color it's like this orangey kind of red but with like moonstone qualities in it it's really really cool and I'm making this big halo it's a new type of halo that I've never done before and uh I'm going to call it Gamma Mead and like maybe people on Instagram will get it. But Gamma Mead is the largest moon in our solar system and it's a moon of Jupiter. So, you know, the color Jupiter and then my name of the piece Gamma Mead because it's going to be this big halo because it's, you know, there's a lot of, it's just like silly symbolism to me. You know, I, I, I like that kind of stuff though. Like I always find it interesting when I like own something and then I learn more about it later on or I find like details where I notice something and I'm like, wait, was the artist trying to, you know, signify or like like make it look like this or does this have something to do with it too? Like, I don't know. God damn, I'm so stoned. I've just been smoking weed. I haven't taken a dab probably in a week but it was because I was like sick. I was here working with my dad and he just like, well, he, we're just smoking weed over here, you know, fucking working on plumbing stuff. So yeah, I don't even have glass in me. I'm just going to be ripping joints. I got two joints though. So I'm going to try and smoke both of them. But I don't know. Then I probably won't even be able to go drive home. I have to sit here just stoned by myself, hanging out, you know what I mean? Earlier, I was, like, at a stoplight, and sometimes I like to hit the gas in my car and go, like, zoom, zoom. And I didn't see a police officer. He didn't pull me over. I don't know if he didn't see me or what, but he was sitting there shooting speeds, and I, like, accelerated much quicker than everyone else. Um, and I just felt, like, like, good. I was like, damn, it's gonna be a good day, dude. That was a ticket. I can only have, basically... I Okay, if I get one more ticket and I don't fight it, I'll lose my license. But if I get if I get a ticket and fight it, I'll be fine. Which my attorney says, well, there's I'm not going to get any more tickets because they're going to fight every single one of them, no problem, regardless. Just as long as I'm not doing, like, 150 miles an hour or something, which I would never do because that's super unsafe for everybody involved. But I just like when you, like, go fast for just a second and slow down. That's why I think I'd like to just, like, do, like, Drag racing at like a strip, like one like an actual like place where you do it, like an appropriate place because I'm like, I don't need to drive around in a circle fast, but I like to go straight really fast for like, you know, 10 seconds. That's fun. Um I don't know why. It just because as a human, I think it just feels like it's like this is not natural. It's like, what? I can't move like this. It's crazy. It's probably how we felt when we first rode a horse. We were probably, like, what the fuck is happening? I'm going so fast. And then someone was like, could you imagine 40 horses all at once? And then there was a dude who was like, imagine 1,000 horsepower. they are like, never. Could never even happen. Where would you even find that many horses? It's so much shit. God, can you imagine New York City when there was no cars and everyone had horses? You know, New York City used to have over 2.5 million horses living in it. Can you imagine 2.5 million horses living on the island of Manhattan just shitting everywhere? What that must have been like? Can you imagine the amount of industry? the guy who picked up that shit he had so much money he probably ran shit cuz he picked up all the shit but people were like probably see him be like damn he's got so much money cuz he picks up all the horse shit monopolize that what happened when hor- what happened when cars came around and all the horses were gone was there so many industries lost like all the dude that picked up the horse shit was like wait you guys don't have poop anymore like cuz you drive cars oh my god all the little stores that sold like saddles and shit Dude, that was only like 100 years ago. It's, it's crazy how quick things change, right? I wonder what industries we're going to see change and we'll lose over the next decade because I think we're in a huge transition period in our whole country right now. As far as like how things work, you know what I mean? All the way from anytime I go to a store, I can't find a cash register that's not self-checkout at this point. Like, if you see someone working a register, you're like, oh, shit. And you, like, run over to at least where I live. And sure, it's not like that everywhere. But, you know, in the more metropolitan areas, that's definitely the case. You know, getting rid of, like, plastic bags, all these different things. You see, like, what some uh, people who, um, like, are homeless, like, have been complaining about the um, plastic bags going away. Because a lot of people use them for insulation in their shoes and stuff in the winter. They use them to carry their, their things, their food. Like, because they're, they're something they can get readily. And they're use, they like get new ones that are nice and clean and stuff. So it's like people who are like struggling are like, fuck, dude. Like, work, what? You're getting rid of the plastic bags? Like, what the fuck, dude? What are we going to do? All these weird little problems as things change and things go away that no one anticipates. Because, you know, we all have a little different experience here. Yeah, man. I'm excited to blow glass. Today. I'm making a bunch of clear stuff right now. And it's like such a nice weight. It's almost like um, if you guys have ever done martial arts or like jujitsu or anything, that's like making clear for me is like running drills where I'm like practicing everything I'm doing and like dialing in more and more, like everything from the basics to stuff that's a little bit more complex. Um, but I feel like after this clear grind, I'm, my like my skill level is going to be higher. That's the thing too. Is, like If you're like a glass blower or a creator or someone that makes stuff like. You can always look at what you're doing, too, if you are taking bigger orders and more production-style stuff at times. Um, you can look at it as, like, a great way to, like, hone your skill and, like, truly get better through, like, repetition and, like, stuff like that. I don't know. I always try to find the silver lining because often in life, like, you can't always do what you think is going to be the most fun. Um, sometimes you just have to do what's the most, like, responsible and intelligent decision at the time. Saying that as I'm smoking weed, it looks might look like hypocritical, but this is part of what I do. I smoke weed all day. If I'm not smoking weed, I just feel, you know, I've talked about it here before, but man, like I originally started smoking weed because I had petty mall, which is a like type form of mild epilepsy. Um, and it had severe migraines and fucking weed was the only thing that really did anything for me. Didn't smoke weed till I was 18. Um, I was just a skateboarder, just drinking Miller high life and doing kickflips. And they started smoking weed and fucking everything changed, dude. Really. It's crazy. It's crazy how much, how much changed. Cause I never anticipated ever even smoking weed. Cause my dad smoked weed my whole life. And I was like, it's almost like what your parents are doing. You're not always like, Oh, like I'm going to do that. Like if you see your parents smoking cigarettes your whole life, you're probably going to, you, you might be like, ah, oh, I don't want to smoke cigarettes. You know, or advice or it might be the opposite. You're like, I want to smoke like my dad. Like who knows? But either way, I never thought I was going to smoke weed. I always thought I was going to probably like do construction and like drink beer and stuff like that, or just not drink or anything. Cause I was never really like, a big drinker either, but I, I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in drugs at all. Like in high school, like I never done like pills or anything like that. I've only ever smoked weed, drank beer and done mushrooms. Uh, didn't a little bit of acid once. Well, I guess microdosed acid for like two months, but I was just like testing the waters. I wasn't fully tripping. I was just like almost, you know, just just enough to like, make the sky a brighter blue and, you know, be a little bit focused and excited for the day, you know, cause waking up every day and doing this human shit is hard, dude, regardless of where you are, regardless how much money you have or how shitty everything is for you. It's oh, it's just hard. You know, we can try to mitigate everything in our mind by trying to like make sure everything's planned and everything's paid for and having enough money in the bank, but no matter what you do, it's still going to be hard. I was talking about with my producer before this, like things are only good because other things are bad. You know what I mean? Without some bad things, we'd have no point of reference to figure out what were the good things. So it's yin and yang. You kind of have to have both to have any of it. So when you can realize that as an adult, you can kind of mitigate some of that stress, anger, anxiety you're getting from the constant bullshit you're being put through. Because there is a balance. Eventually, if it's just been shit for years for you, eventually something's got to give. It is It is a balance thing. It will not be forever. But you got to smoke enough weed to even see that sometimes, you know? There's definitely some gurus and uh, spiritual and religious people out there that can say the same thing maybe with a little bit different words and a little bit more elegant, right, well, eloquently. I don't know. I don't know words, man. I smoke weed. Uh, I listen to words, bro. Either way, everyone's trying to say the same thing. Don't take shit so seriously. The meaning of life is living in the present and trying to have fun and help someone next to you. It's not any more complicated than that. But like anything, we humans can make things very complicated. You can go to Walmart and you can buy a $20 tech deck, or they used to be a lot cheaper. Or you can go online to a German company and spend $140. I mean, we can make things very complicated, but they don't have to be. And that's my point. You can make a simple straight tube with a couple two holes popped in and you're going to get high on through it and have a great day. Or you can sit there and make some insane recycler that costs, you know, thousands of dollars. We humans like to find patterns that make that we like and then we like to complicate them. Um, It's pretty cool. Um, But sometimes that can overflow all the way into how we think about who we are in our existence. And then then you're overcomplicating something that needs no complication. Just do your best. Have fun. Help people. That's it, you know. And smoke weed if you can, you know. Not it's not for everybody. Some people smoke weed and have a panic attack, you know. Read a book, drink a beer, whatever works for you. I like weed though, because it's it's fun to smoke. You know what I mean? Like, not for, I never smoked cigarettes growing up, but I've actually never had a cigarette ever. But when I smoke weed, I get it. I'm like, oh, this is cool, man. Like, I get it. Like, th- I like this. Like, I feel like, you know, you're almost like, well, at least I do. I'll, like, romanticize time periods that I wasn't part of, like, you know, and be like, yeah, people would like smoke and stuff. I, I'm like, I'm like that. I'm like, cool. Like those people, man, you know, listen to music and try to pretend you're like living in that time period. You're just sitting there smoking, listening to Frank Sinatra and shit. And you're like, damn, it's pretty cool here. Everything's beautiful from far away though. 40s and 50s were fucked up and a lot of people weren't treated right. So everything's beautiful from far away till you start looking close and you see how human's overcomplicated it and then someone's having a bad day cuz they're being oppressed or discriminated on or some shit. You know what I mean? We like to overcomplicate. But that overcomplication is our attempt at controlling what life is so that we can feel okay for a minute. And if your goal is to try to control every scenario through money and power so that you can know the outcome, you're never gonna be okay. You have to be okay with not knowing, and that's how you you get better. But I can say this shit to myself all day too, and it's hard for me to even do it in practice, right? You know, to actually like you can listen to like people who like can like try to educate you on philosophy and different religious beliefs and whatever but it's like trying to like actually in practice take it and feel better in the moment and know how to handle your emotions dude it's it's almost impossible that's why it's all about like repetition it's about talking about it and trying it trying it and trying it until eventually it becomes second nature you know it's not something you can just like listen to someone once and be like, "Wow, that was really uh, profound. I think I'm going to be good now at handling things." It's like, "No, as soon as you get into a fender bender and fucking the guy gets out and is being a dick to you and you're not going to be like calm like, "Yeah, okay, like I can see perspective here." No, you're going to be freaking out. So, <laughs> it's just what it is. But we it's fun. It's fun to pretend as humans and see that we see if we can be enlightened. I'd almost like to see like one of these gurus or fucking someone that's like an enlightened spiritual person, like actually in a scenario like that, like at the DMV and their phone dies and then like they wait there for like three hours and then the purpose of the DMV is like, actually, we got to close early. The bathrooms are overflowing and like, I want to see them stay calm. You know, I want to see what they would really react like in that situation because that's happened to me. And uh, what I do is I just count the ceiling tiles. My phone always dies wherever I'm at, cause I don't charge it. I don't know why I don't charge it. I think it's just a lazy just thing. Just like oh, I gotta plug it in. I worked all day. Come on, I'm not doing that. I think that's what it is. Okay, I want a fresh joint. I'll set that one over there where it's safe. Yeah, man, but got my kid a bouncy house for where my wife got the kid a bouncy house for christmas there's this company it's two moms and they designed these like super affordable mini bouncy houses um that you can have like up to like 350 pounds worth of kids jumping in there so if you have a bunch of like four and five year olds i mean that's like you could have at least like three four kids in there jumping in there safely and comfortably um so like it's like a little like uh I think they were an Etsy company, but then they got a contract with Pottery Barn and they do like very limited runs. They like sell it super quick because they're a small company. Um And they have a big, you know, a big person promoting them like Pottery Barn. Um But we got her this little bouncy house. Dude, she's just been nonstop bouncing. It's awesome. She's getting all that energy out. She's like learning how to like kind of do like little tricks and like she's learning. She's like, wait, I can control my body and do things. Like I can, yeah, I don't know if, like for me, like, that was, like, some of the stuff I miss about being a kid is how easy it was to just try different shit. And you didn't have to worry so much about getting fucked up, you know? Like, God, nowadays as an adult, I have to, like, really think. But, like, I should be careful because if I hurt my hand, how am I going to pay for this? Because I won't be able to work cause my hand's broken. So I have to be very, like, careful. Um, but, man, the freedom of a kid when you're just starting to realize you can just do things. You're like, I can just flip. I can just do things. Like, what the hell? This is cool as hell. Like, oh, man. I was sick. I could never flip though. I was never, I wasn't that type of a kid. Not a, not a kid that could flip. I, I could kick flip, I could 360 flip, I could do all that kind of flips, but I couldn't actually go on a trampoline and flip my body. As soon as I go upside down, like I shut down. I'm like, where do I go from here? You know, it doesn't follow through. I just go upside down. That's it. Um, I can do half a flip. I bet I could actually figure out to go like follow through with it, but I, there's, I think it's a mental block. You know what I mean? Like when I take my wife to the trampoline park for some fucking reason, she, I take my kid too. We actually take the child to the trampoline park, but we also jump. So it's wicked fun. Um, but when we go to the trampoline park, my wife, whenever I jump off the wall, because you know how they got trampolines on the walls, I can like jump and like throw my body into the wall like a ball and bounce off it. And like, like whatever she can't physically throw her body into it. Whenever she jumps at the wall, she turns and puts her feet on it. She's like, my feet have to land first. She's like, I can't like, she's like, I don't know how you're just like cannonballing into the wall, like mentally, like just, she's like, every time I cannonball, she'll be cannonball. I'm like, she's going to do it. And then all of a sudden she straightens out, feet hit the wall and she bounces off it like normal. I'm like, no, you got to throw yourself. This is the only time, like the last time you felt like this, you were four and your dad was throwing you on the couch. Like you want to fucking feel like that as an adult for a minute, you got to ball up and smash against that trampoline wall. And, um, that's how you get that the full experience. We're like some of the only parents that jump, all the other parents sitting on the sidelines watching us. I get them laughing though. Dude, I get these parents chuckling because I soar. Dude, I soar. Like, that's what I tell my wife. I'm like, do you see me soaring over there? I was fucking soaring. Like, and like, I think some parents see the heights I'm reaching and they're like, his knees are going to explode. But literally they know I'm designed for soaring and landing off of high shit. I got thick ankles. Now I just jinxed myself. I will have a broken leg next week after the trampoline park. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, dude. Fucking sore, dude. Like, if I had birthday parties still, I'd have my birthday party at the trampoline park, dude. Be like, It'd be like me and a bunch of, like, 30 to 40-year-old men fucking just soaring, dude. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do with us. They'd be like, this is fucking dangerous. No kids can go to this area. These men are soaring. If they land on you, you're dead. That's the one thing when I'm fucking soaring out there, I worry about children because like they don't even look like if you ever watch like kids like like if you have kids and you're watching all of them play together like boys and girls play much differently. Like boys are just like so like powerful, like little warriors are intense or just cruising. They don't they just run through people, whereas like little girls like kind of like, look both ways. like look checking around, dude. When the little boys are cruising around the trampoline park, I have to be careful, man. I don't want to fucking land on anybody and squish them because they don't see me. I see them, but if I'm soaring, like my hang time, like I may be soaring for three to four seconds and in three to four seconds, a kid can like run under you and they don't see you because you're so high. The, the height, like I told you, the heights I'm reaching at the trampoline park, I am so high up. The kids don't even see me, dude. <laughs> this is how I feel. Anyways, I go there pretty baked um, it's, and I sweat so much. Like when I come off, you you guys ever smoked weed and worked out? You sweat so much more. So when I'm like soaring, when I actually am like done soaring and I get off the trampoline park area and all the parents are sitting there and I'm just like soaked and like panting and they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Oh, dude, it's sick. It's so sick to just not care what strangers even think about you. They probably just think I'm like this fucking like homeless, like lumberjack or some shit. Like, how do you get it how'd you get an orange tag to soar today? Little do they know I have my own socks. I got sky's own socks I bring with me. Okay? Cause I'm made for it. I really hope I don't hurt myself though next time. I wanted my mom to go with us. And Cassie was like, Evan, you only want your mom to go to the trampoline park with us so she can see you fucking jump. And I'm like, Yeah, I want to show her how high I can soar. She probably doesn't realize the heights her son can reach. And like she needs to see it in person. I wanna make her proud, you know? Yeah, I have a kid there, probably should pay attention to her, make sure she's, and I'm watching her, and I'm doing the same thing, but my mom needs to see me soar first. But I don't think she's going to go to the trampoline park with us, they don't have time. And they probably wouldn't be able to jump either, they'd probably die. Because trampolines are crazy, man, if if your legs aren't ready, you can actually really hurt yourself, you know? That's the exciting part, though. Every time I'm, like, descending from soaring, or, you know, coming down from a jump, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm like, is this the one, like, is this the one right here? Is my knee going to explode? And it's like, nope, I'm soaring again. I'm in the air again. Oh, it's so fun, dude. I'm sorry. I talked about trampolines and soaring for like the last five minutes. You can just skip through it. <laughs> I think it's because I'm smoking weed and I want to go jump on a trampoline. It's really. And what I've been doing the last couple days, of... I'm, I'm almost done. But what I've been doing the last couple days is watching my kid jump in a bouncy house all day in the basement and I can't go on it. I can't go on it I'm too big so I get to watch her soar and I know I could soar higher than her she's only four she can't jump that high I could jump so much higher and I'm just oh, man hey, we're definitely going to the park this weekend that's it well yeah enough of trampolines let's get into tech decks. I'm just kidding but they're so fun I've been playing with it so much more the last like week because my wife got me freshies because mine were so fucked up. Mine the wheels are like, as they call them, uh, bearing condoms. You know, it's a very thin layer of wheel left around the bearing of the wheel, so it's not much of, a, not much of a wheel. But yeah, today I'm making 14 mil double diffused, and uh, those are probably the most challenging of the four main RBR designs just because they're bigger and that perks a bit more work. But I got a fresh saw blade, so I'm hoping that my work goes, like, super smooth today. And, dude, when I get home, I know that my wife is going to be like, oh, can I smoke now, finally? And I'm going to be like, listen, I'm super stoned. I can't smoke with you because I already smoked two joints at the podcast. Man, I'm just trying to plan out my day for sweet smoking because what's been happening lately is if I don't, I end up smoking too much, and then I'm very sleepy by about 1130 at night. This isn't a new phenomenon. And I think what happened was, is because I took, like, five days off to just work on the studio and go to bed early and try to be healthy, my body liked sleeping. It liked going to bed by 10 and waking up at 7, or 6.30 or whenever it was we wake up. But now I'm like, damn, dude, like, it's hard to stay up late. I almost have to retrain myself how to stay up late again, which we're going to work on it again tonight. It's going to probably take me two weeks to get that grind back on. By the time I'm done with it, all this clear is going to be done anyways. And then we'll be able to get into this new studio because I can't get into the new studio until this clear presale is done. Um, because moving in may take us a few days and um, I don't want to hold up shipping. So, but yeah. We've talked about some weird shit today. How long have we even been doing this? 40? Nice, dude. We're killing it. So, this new Halo, let's talk about it. If you guys want to talk about some glass. So,. If you guys have seen um, the Infinity Halos before, which are the, like, it's like a triple drain Halo RBR, but it has, like, two actual Halos, like, wrapping around two different drains. There's, like, an internal one with a drain inside a Halo, and then there's a big Halo that goes around both those drains. It's kind of like that, but think about the Halo, and instead of just having a Halo with two tubes like this, Think about having, like, four, so, like, it makes almost like a ball. So, I want to make, like, these, this, it's, I have it drawn up, but I want to make this, like, halo that's basically, like, drains that are encased in these, like, so it'll be, like, a regular funnel, but encased in, like, a ball, basically, but the ball is just, like, almost the outline of a ball, because it's, like, a halo and then another halo. I don't want to have it to be a triple drain, so it'll be like that, and then there will be an even bigger halo that wraps around that, which will just be a single halo. See, it's not even going to make sense the way I'm describing it, but this thing's going to be sick, and I'm excited to make it. I'm also really excited to hopefully not spend any more money once the studio's done, and just buckle down and then take some time to start doing events again and get everything like set up for hopefully mid 2023 to be doing. Um, back to what we used to do you know back to like our in-store drops back to doing events um, and you know having some sort of like like get-togethers and shit here at the big studio as well because there's a lot of local people that want to get together and sesh and stuff oh my god the other night I was doing a, a live and I was talking about this same thing and then Um, it reminded me of like some recent information I got that like gave me like a panic attack, but then my live calmed me down and they were like, no dude, you're you're overthinking it. Cause you know, like I said earlier in this episode, us humans, we like to overthink things, overcomplicate them. So, um, when we had like our whole like report thing happen on our studio that shut us down from like um continuing to run Bear Mountain in the capacity we were at our home studio in April. Um we got like more and more information about like possibly who did the report and like what happened and like how many times we were reported. Um well everything was anonymous but some of the two of the reports possibly uh came from an out of state number. Now, that doesn't mean this person was out of state, and this is what my live explained to me. They're like, dude, you live in Colorado Springs. It's a very, like, people, like, from all, like, I still have my New York number, and I've been in Colorado Springs for almost eight years. So, uh, but I was, like, freaking out. I was like, wait, I was like, who do I know in that state? Does someone not like me there? I was like, do I have, like, a stalker or someone that's trying to fuck up my shit? Like, what's happening right now? And uh, I was just, like, having this, like, panic attack, thinking that, like, there was, like, someone in another state, that like made all this happen and it wasn't my neighbors and i wish i didn't like you know, like because i like, walked up and talked to all my neighbors and asked them if they did it and stuff i was like oh if it was someone from out of state i just looked like this like asshole because no one actually did it on my street it was like someone that doesn't even live here they're just like, don't like me from the internets damn dude and then i was like trying to make my instagram private because i was freaking out and it was like instagram was like No, sir, you're a business account. You can't be private. I'm like, I never made it a business account. Never merged it with Facebook for that reason. But they wouldn't let me make it private. And then I tried to post some stuff on my story on Instagram. And all my shit got flagged. And I got a warning that they were going to fucking shut down my Instagram. This was a very exciting, very exciting thing. Everything was connected. Yeah, you know, it's crazy how much can go wrong in one day. You know that's the the best part that there's another day coming because try again tomorrow. But I find that, you know, what's that saying? Like everything comes in threes or something like that. Like it seems to like like if bad things are gonna happen, there's gonna be like three bad things that day. They're that gonna suck. It's gonna be like one thing after another. It's gonna be a super test to see if you're even capable of handling it. That's kind of how it's been with me in this new studio build. It's just it's just been waves of being like. I got this. I got this. And then like, fuck, 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 fuck. I don't got this. I'm terrified. Um, Cause I've always like ran bear mountain studios in a way where like every, all this shit could hit the fan and like, we'd be okay. Cause we already have our, it's just our home studio. It's like a small operation. You know what I mean? And like, this is such a big step and you know, it just, it's just, it's scary. And I think that like a lot of the stuff is like if I could talk to other colleagues or people that are doing something similar and like whatever I'd feel probably better about it, but it's hard to find anyone that right now that I, with the current things I'm dealing with and what everything that we're building and how the level of this stuff is just, it's hard to find other people to kind of relate to and talk to about it and find like, um, common, you know, knowledge of like, Oh, this is, this is what you do, dude. Or, Oh, don't worry. This is, this is how you got to fix it. But yeah, but today, I feel good about it. But by about midnight, I'll probably be like, fuck, dude, do I got this? It's weird. It, it all comes in waves, dude. It's like the ebb and flow of emotions in life. It's just, it's never one consistent thing. But that's why we talked about good's only good because it's bad sometimes. Man, this, what is this? This is a, this is, that first one was Fortismo. This is the candy cake. It's like, Vanilla gas. It's so good. Damn, dude. Green Dot does such a good job curing their weed and like selecting their strains and growing them. I swear. I want Green Dot to sponsor me. I mean, I've never asked, but I don't know if they do stuff like that. I don't know if they'd want to be affiliated with a (laughs) tech-tech and (coughs) weed-doing glass blower. (coughs) In that order. Oh wow it's super good reminds me of like wedding cake but like amped up like a hundred wow actually we got it smoky in here bro well you didn't but you know i did and you're here with me dude. Mm. yep so this next color drop though like i said won't be huge because i'm trying to make this crazy halo um but it will be something Uh, we will do, we, you'll see the new 2023 versions of the RBRs. There's going to be a couple little things that are different on them. Um, these ones will all come signed as 2023 and, uh, this is my 10th year of blowing glass. So I talked about, I don't know if I'm for sure doing it. I'm going to talk about it here, but pretty sure I'm going to change my signature now. Cause like when I first was signing everything and the way I was doing it was under the like um, they did it like kind of like name because the early on that name originates from people assuming Studio is a group of people, but it was just like me like out there crushing, like all the pipes doing all the prep, everything. Well, over the last 10 years, now we have people that help with prep opals, this and that. So I think that now I'm like at the 10 year mark, I almost want to like sign things with my actual initials of my actual name. Um, because, like, this year we got some huge collabs coming up and stuff. And, like, I almost want to start, like, because think about, like, 20, 30 years down the road. Like, if my glass is still being collected, like, having the early pieces that are signed they will be, like, oh, this was, like, this is, like, early Bear Mountain. This is pre, like, when he started signing things with, like e, like, Evan or EPM or, like, whatever. I don't know if I'm going to do it 100%, but, like, I think, like, eventually I'd like to have things signed with my name, too, so that, like... The name is attached to it, like like family name kind of thing. I'm I'm really philosophical about shit. Um, as far as like, you know, heritage and family name and trying to do all that kind of stuff. Not that like my family's anything special, but like you know, I love my parent parents and they're proud of what I do. And you know, have the real have the real name on there, so that you know, for years to come we can like see that like oh Evan made that. And then early ones will say they on the bottom of them. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Not sure gonna do it yet. Just talking shop, talking ideas. See what you guys think. Let me know in the comments what you think about that. Uh, This year too, we should be the book should. Are we have like a kind of like a coffee table book thing? And what that is is I don't know if you guys have ever been into a tattoo shop, but when you go to a tattoo shop, at least back in the day, they'd have binders or books with specific artists that work there. Like here's John's book, and then you look through it, and it shows just beautiful photos of his tattoo work. Um, we're going to be putting out something in 2023 that's similar for Bear Mountain Studios, which would be like a table book with like nice, like hardcover and everything. But it's going to be photos, all like high end photos and stuff with like a little story next to it of like pieces throughout the last 10 years from beginning of my glass brewing career till up to the current. And we'll have like a limited amount of them, I believe, like numbered and stuff. I I don't know if I have to talk to Cass, but how I wanted to do it was a limited amount numbered for like 2023. And it was like this coffee table book. There's just photos of glass. So if you have people over to your house and you just like have like, you know, like coffee table, you have the book on there. People can like look at it and be like, what is this? And you can kind of like introduce glass art to friends and family that aren't familiar with it. Instead of like going to Instagram and trying to scroll through a bunch of dab videos to find like nice pictures and stuff like having just like a physical copy of something that if you like really like glass art and if you're a big bear mountain supporter um it's kind of like a almost like a way to introduce glass to people that's a little bit more digestible than like me taking a dab video on tech deck or something like you know it's like it's hard like in unless you're like into it and get everything and see the humor in it, it's hard to even pay attention to it. If you're not, you know what I mean? But if it's in a nice book and it's presented in a certain way, you may be able to like show people and be like, this is why, like, let me show you like the glass though. Like, you know, and like, then, then maybe you can fall in love with like the whole like vibe of the company or like the funny videos or like the dad videos, whatever. You know what I mean? There's try to have something for everybody. At least I do everything I like to do. And I'm like, hopefully someone liked that. Um, I don't know, but yeah, so the book, we want to do that. There's just, these are all things for this year. I mean, this is probably the first episode of this year, right? Is this is going to come out Sunday. Was that the first? Yeah. I something there could be, I don't even fucking know, dude, either way. Um, yeah, this is going to be the first episode of 2020. Wow. What a way to start, bro. What a weird episode. Um, <laughs> what a weird episode. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, next episode will be back in the other studio um with our normal background and all the pipes and stuff but this was fun and uh thanks everybody for checking it out this one's gonna be shorter one because i'm just like i'm i'm too stoned and it's been a lot already today i'm all over the place from titanic shit to fucking philosophy shit to life family bouncy houses a lot of trampoline talk um All that. So I don't even know which part someone's going to watch in here and enjoy. There's going to be like five minute segments that different people like. And then the rest are like, I can't even anymore with Evan right now. I need to watch something else. But I appreciate you guys. And I appreciate Aja for sitting here with me while I did this. This was a lot on everybody. Um, great episode either way I don't care I'm going to be proud of it because we did it episode 117 of the What's a Boy podcast we'll see you guys next time back at the other spot sign up for the newsletter at bmsglass.com if you do want to learn about drops get pieces or check out our Patreon Bear Mountain Studios at patreon.com um, for extra content extra stuff on there we have an Instagram hangout live all the time on um, if I'm feeling good anyways so I'll catch you guys on there thank you so much everybody have a great day